so I have the puppies uh, and Maleficent, the puppy mama. Uh, they're living in my apartment and Maleficent, you know, she's unsocialized and she's not used to being outdoors. So she pees and poops in the house. She's very good. Like she goes on the pee pads. Uh, so, you know, she keeps it at that. But there's so many pee pads. And with the puppies crawling around and peeing and pooping everywhere. It's just pee pads everywhere. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, what would we have done without pee pads? Because it was a newspaper. It was newspapers, wasn't it? Or what did people do? Yeah, before pee pads? Yeah. I don't fucking know. How are the puppies doing? Oh, the puppies are precious. I mean, there's just every day is puppy heaven. Oh, oh my God. And we've got so many applications for them already. It's an application avalanche. Oh, my gosh. I know. I mean, having a puppy is special. I, I get it. I mean, um, I prefer getting a dog that's year and o- a year older, but they are certainly cute. They are, and you know, we've got so many applications for the puppies, but not a single one for Maleficent, the mommy. Oh, oh, she's doing all this work raising these babies, and she's, the you know, no demand for her, for the mother. That I, I, I feel for her, because I'm a mom. I feel like it's the least thankful job ever. It is, there is it's a thankless job. Uh, but I think the reason uh, that she's not getting that many applications is because Maleficent is a special needs dog. Uh, b- but just slightly, yeah, in the sense that she will need uh, training and a lot of patience and time uh, to, you know, be the kind of dog who goes on regular walks and is not scared of humans. Yeah, she's definitely had a rough start in life, and that this is the result of that. She was part of a hoarding situation and didn't have enough human contact, but she's got the heart. The most rewarding dog is a dog that warms up to you and shows that they have the ability to love and they, you teach them love. It's very rewarding, so please give her a chance. And, and if, if, that's, if you're the person that has that patience and an open heart for that. And if you are, you can apply to adopt Maleficent at, uh, on our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S Welcome to Fairytales Podcast. Hi, Tiffany. Oh. Hi, Louise. So you have a lot of poop and a lot of pee. Yes, pee and poop everywhere. Like, I don't know what I would do without pee pads and poop bags. So I, I want to, you know, have this episode as a tribute to the pee pads and the poop bags. You know, they're the unsung heroes, aren't they? Pee pads <laughs> and poop bags. We've taken them for granted. So we should dedicate this to the poo and the pee that has been absorbed into pads and plopped into bags. Well said. And I also think it's a great band name, Pee Pads and Poop Bags. Ooh, yeah. Pee pads and... It's a bit uh, pee pads and poop pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pee pads and poop pads. But you know, if we ever like want to go in a different direction, that's our band name. I think it would be perfect. Because it's, a, you know, just a story of our life. And you always make fun of me for uh, using poop bags for <laughs> everything. 
Yes, yes. You use them like they are Ziploc sandwich bags. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, when I travel, I put things in poop bags. So when you open my suitcase, it looks like it's full of shit. Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of unsettling, Louise. But you know, I still love you. And <laughs> but yes, I when I my kids when I tell them you they they die that you ha use poop bags for for so many things. It's like they're like, oh my god. <laughs> It's like whenever I freeze things, I put it in poop bags. So when you open my freezer, it looks like I've frozen dog shit everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Louise, you know, I mean, that's your signature. But, you know, they, they can be used for so many things. And it's so convenient to always have a poop bag roll in your pocket. It comes in handy. It's like that one time. I was so impressed by you. You texted me a picture of you utilizing a poop bag in the most impressive manner. Uh, you were at Disneyland with your boys at Christmas, and I think your zipper broke or something? Yeah, my zipper broke, broke on my Doc Martens, and I was, you know, and they're black, and I was like, what? I mean, I didn't have to duct tape or any kind of black tape or anything, so... But I did have poop bags there in my go. car. Yep. I wrapped it around the, the boot and held it in place. Yep. And I only had one sh pair of shoes. So it wasn't like I, I had another pair to wear. So thank you, poop bags. That's just one time that poop black that poop bags have saved your life. I mean, they're, they can be used for so many things. I'm really grateful to the inventor of the poop bags. Okay, so dogs have been around for a long time. They've been around before poop bags were invented. So like, what did people do? Yeah, so people haven't always been using poop bags. Like, the, you know, obviously you think back to uh, the 1800s, like do you picture people walking around with plastic poop bags? Of course not, because they didn't have that back then, uh, you know? So it was just like shit everywhere then. It had yeah, to people have been. didn't pick it up. It was just shit everywhere. But also you have to remember that back in the day, people didn't have the same pet culture as we have today. People weren't walking their dogs on the street necessarily. I think you had either, you know, the stray dog population, and then you had the people who had dogs, that they would have them in their yards and on, the, on their farms and on their lands. It's not like they, like, took a rope and walked them around town. I don't know, but I don't think they did. You're right. You know, back 1700, 1800. No, you don't, you don't see really old pictures of people walking around with dogs on leashes or ropes or chains or whatever. I mean, yeah, they were, they were working. They were more like working dogs. That's right. I did some research on it, and it seems that it wasn't until the 70s, like the 1970s, that uh, uh, people started walking their dogs around or, like, addressing the issue of people walking around with their dogs and not picking up the poop. It became a huge thing in New York because uh, getting a dog was getting suddenly much more popular, like the pet culture started in the 60s and the 70s mm. and so then all of a sudden the streets of new york were filled with poop and so there there was this issue of uh, what do we do now everybody's stepping in poop yeah can you imagine i mean there must have been poop everywhere and you were you would step in it and then you would every i mean it was just a thing everybody had poopy shoes <laughs> and you think like well the obvious solution is that people start picking it up but you have to remember that people weren't used to it so they had this whole other mentality 
uh, of uh, touching the dog's poop. You know, when uh, someone suggested that you have to be responsible for picking up your dog's poop, the general reaction from the New Yorkers were that, ew, that's disgusting. And they were, you know, like uh, terrified, horrified. Like, they, like, I'm not picking up shit. Like, that's disgusting. Mm. Yeah, no, I, it's, it, yeah, it's like a new, th- a new thing, you know, or it's a new concept. Your immediate thought is, no, but they would rather walk and step in it. Yeah, I mean, they had to come to some solution. So, um, so what? Uh, did, so, how did they so, evolve? So, uh, something happened that is called the scoop the poop law. <laughs> <laughs> scoop the poop. They, of course, they have to make it rhyme so that people get excited and remember about it. <laughs> it's very New York. Yeah, and that's where it started. Um, it came about in New York City. And it created a battle of a pro and anti-dog sentiment camps because it just uh, people were saying that we shouldn't have dogs at all because this poop problem is such a big problem. Mm. And yeah, it is. So it was like a really a heated debate. Like people were really enthusiastic about it. Well, wow. even um, even humane organizations like the ASPCA were against the law to pick up poop because they believed that it would make people get rid of their dogs. Well, if, if it was creating that sentiment, I can see why that was a feeling. And did they get rid of their dogs? People didn't, of course. So, scoop the poop. So, meaning, doesn't matter how you pick it up, as long as you scoop it up. Uh, yeah, well, the thing is that uh, before poop bags were commonly used, uh, they used something called the pooper scooper. And this invention was created by a woman named Brooke Miller from Anaheim, California. Uh, And so she designed the pooper scooper. And it's like a metal bin uh, with a rake-like edge attached to a wooden stick. Mm. You know? So it's basically like a a stick with a metal poop bag on it. Oh, okay. Scoop the poop in there. And um, I guess then you carry it like that to like some trash place and just... And then plop it in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, scoop the poop in the trash can. Well, you know, my dad, he carried a coffee can that he clipped on his belt. And then he would pick pick up the poop and plop it in the, the coffee can. Very resourceful. He, what? No, but he would put, put it in the coffee can? Yeah. He didn't use this coffee can for anything else. No, 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 just the poop. But what? So he 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 didn't use poop bags. Instead, he had a can that he walked. Yeah, around with. but then he learned that it was cheaper to use sandwich bags than to buy poop bags. So he actually uses Ziploc little sandwich bags. I love your dad. <laughs> I know. Awesome. That is amazing. No, we we can't just move on from that story. Uh, he walked around with. Like a thermos? It's like an old, you know, when if you buy coffee that comes in a big can, he would just reuse the coffee can that the coffee came in. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. And he would just scoop the poop in there and then, like, use the same jar over and over. Yep. And he attached it to his belt. So, like, people in the neighborhood kind of knew him for that because he was the only one that did that. It's cute. I think that's brilliant. I mean, that's the green way to do it. Actually, it is. You think about it. I mean, he he's not afraid of a little poop, a little poop. I mean, you get used to poop. The more poop you pick up, the more you get used to it. Right, Louise? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody, it's like, you know, I mean, nobody likes it. I mean, nobody likes changing baby diapers either. 
Oh, yeah. I don't even think about it. I have a dog walking business. I pick up so much poop from my dogs every day, obviously, and I couldn't care less. Yeah, you know, it's just something you got to get used to. So I guess, you know, this is what happened back in the day. They First, it was like appalling. And then it started to become, okay, what, well, how can we do this as people evolved and, 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 and science evolved, then poop bags were invented, right? Right. When were they invented? The, I don't know when the poop bags were invented. It's really hard to find that information. I did find when the pee pads were invented, though. Hmm. Uh, or, or, no, I didn't find the... Um, <clears throat> no. I couldn't find when the pee pads were invented either, but I did find out a little fun fact about the pee pad inventor. Uh, he is now a millionaire. His name is Alan Simmons, and he has like a $40 million apartment on Fifth Avenue in New York City, and he is the pee pad king. Man, you know, and all it really is is just like a diaper but flattened, but he's like, well, no one else is doing it. So, smart guy, good on you, and living the life now. Imagine being the pee pad king. I, I don't, I would. I would happily be the pee pad queen. <laughs> I would take his place, you know? I mean, think of how many pee pads you use when you have puppies or you have a dog that's in training and foster. I mean, you go through a lot of those. I mean, we are the pee pad queens in the sense that we live and breathe pee pads. Oh, yeah. Because the dogs that we get from the shelter, you know, they're never potty trained, even if they were before, uh, because they, you know, they have to shit where they eat when they're in the shelter. It's not like they're taken out for walks. So, you know, unfortunately, 99% of all dogs coming from the shelters uh, are not potty trained. And so they come into our homes and a lot of them learn really fast. But, you know, naturally, we always have pee pads mm. lying around for these dogs. Yeah. Pee pad king is making out with the shelter dogs <laughs> <laughs> or foster dogs. I mean. We should have him on the podcast. Let's invite him to speak on the podcast one day. He's probably, but nobody's probably, people probably take it for granted that it was invented. And he, he's forgotten, a forgotten hero. Exactly. You know, it's funny about poop bags is now they become fashionable. Like, you know, they're little tiny mini garbage bags. But, you know, they come in different colors. They have prints. They have leopard prints. You know, it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. It's an accessory now. It is. But I still like my just plain black ones. I like the plain black ones, too. That's how I roll. That's how I roll, yeah. I get it on a automatic auto ship with Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I was always impressed by how, many, how much poop you can get. You, you wouldn't just pick up one poop with your poop bag. Oh, no, that's a waste. That's a waste. It costs money. So you're able to, like, hold a poop in it, keep it open for a little while, and then grab more, which was never a skill that I was able to do very well. <laughs> I always wind up with poop on my hands. Yeah, so for you who don't know, uh, we, we should tell you that uh, Tiffany uh, was working as a dog walking assistant with me for a while. So she got the poop picking up class. And so no, you don't use one bag for one poop. You hold it and you just like keep smashing those poops together and get as many in there as you can. Uh, you know, just to utilize, be efficient. Okay, but Louise, I know you're really good at picking up poop, but I'll never forget that story. 
<laughs> what story? It's with your... <laughs> you had... Somehow, somehow, you managed to get poop in your fanny pack. Oh, no. Do we not want to share that story? Oh, well, go ahead. And you had poop in your fanny pack. And what did you put in your fanny pack? You put your hand in the fanny pack, didn't you? I don't even remember Yes, this. you put your hand in the fanny pack looking for treats, and you just went right into it. Oh, God, no, I blocked that memory out. Well, I yeah. remember. I'll never forget it. But, you know, even you do actually even get used to having poop on your hands. You're just like, I'm just going to go home and wash my hands. Yeah, you know, what do you got to do? We're human. We're animals, just like dogs are. You know, we shit. And we pee. Yeah, we got to scoop that poop. Scoop the poop. You know, a fun thing uh, uh, about uh, all these, uh, you know, don't pee here, don't poop here signs, you see. Um, uh, you see a lot of uh, uh, signs that say curb your dog. And one thing I found out when I was <laughs> researching poop bags is that... Um, so at the time uh, around the 1970s uh, when... Uh, they had this huge heated debate amongst the people and the politicians in the city of New York about the poop to scoop. The city was full of signs that said curb your dog, instructing owners to, you know, make their dog only go poop in the gutter, like on the curb of the sidewalk, so that when the cleaning, street cleaning would come, they would take care of their results. So curb your dog, like make them poop where the street cleaning cars go. And this is how you could solve the problem. Instead of having people having to pick it up, they just make the dogs go in specific places. <laughs> but you can't make that no. happen. You know, you know that. No. That's like, yeah. Like, I mean, come on. If anyone who has a dog knows, you can't foretell them where to plop it. No, exactly. So that's how that went. And okay. But just, I'm sorry, but I'm thinking about the poop in the gutters with the street cleaning and the cars so you're telling me then the poop in the the street cleaners have water too so it's basically like a poop sludge yeah it just feels like it's making everything more worse gross. yeah and then if a car parks on it and it's driving around with poop on its wheels it's just rubbing it everywhere well, this is the 1970s. I mean, I think people were dumping things in the ocean thinking it went away. You know, like, as long as you don't see it, it's not there kind of mentality. So yeah. I don't think the uh, train of thought went any further than that. It's like, good, it's gone with the streetcars. We can't see it anymore. Now it's gone. Mm. We know better now. I kind of wish that we still had the pooper scooper. <laughs> Well, they still sell pooper scoopers. They do. They do. It's like a little plastic thing with a hand that the, that little. It's like a, and you squeeze it, and it's got at the. There's you can buy pooper scoopers. I people mean, walk around with them. No, it's like th mostly people buy them for the, their yard. They because oh. yeah, they clean up their yard with it. I see. And okay. Then, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, imagine though that people were walking around with a pooper scooper oh, once yeah. upon a time. Like they have their stick pooper scooper yeah. and their dog in the other hand, and you walk around like that. I wonder if they got you know fashionable too at that time. Oh, I'm sure they did. Like they put a bow on it. What other kind of inventions have been recently come about with dogs? I mean, it keeps getting big, bigger, bigger and better. I mean, I love the one. I love the the um, light up 
colors so you can see them at night. The LED colors, those oh, are cool. Yeah. yeah, all these new inventions that just show that uh, the dog culture is moving forward to where the dog is becoming more of a family member and you know we want to watch out for their safety and make taking care of them uh, easier and more efficient. It, I mean, it really says something about the history of the bond between dogs and humans where, uh, as all these inventions have come up. Like take the retractable dog leash, for example. I mean, that is invented purely for the sake of the dog, that the dog is going to have more freedom to run around on a longer leash and have more fun mm -hmm. while still being safe and leashed. And so that was actually invented before the pooper scooper. What? It was invented in the early 1900s, like almost 100 years before the poop bags. Wow, I had no, I, I thought that was like a newer thing. It, it, it came in 1908, and also a woman, Mary A. Delaney, and, uh, oh, never mind. That doesn't matter, it's not interesting. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, it really speaks to, you know, that we're inventing more things and how we view our dogs. Yeah, I mean, the microchip is a big one microchip is a way to get your dog back to you and you know lost dogs are found and reunited and there's you, because the collar comes off if you don't have a collar you don't have the tag what else are you going to do but the microchip is is really saved a lot of dogs lives from being euthanized being reunited to their families and gives us peace of mind it's groundbreaking the microchip really it's the, you know the invention of our time i'd say to the rescue dogs and what about the harness? Because the harness is, um, you know, because dogs get out of their collars. When was the, I wonder when the harness was inve invented. I think it also quite recent in our time. You know, when I grew up, uh, dogs didn't have harnesses walking around. No, they didn't have harnesses. And did no. they have clothes? <laughs> did they have, when did the dog wardrobe come out? <laughs> when Paris Hilton hit puberty. Oh, my God. I mean, the dog wardrobe is, is, is just hilarious i mean i love dogs in halloween costumes <laughs> of course i mean we love dressing up our dogs mm -hmm. that is definitely you know yeah. saying something too about acknowledging that they have characters and personalities and yeah you know the other day someone said it's not fair dogs are just you know they get to be naked all the time they don't, they don't have to wear clothes. They just get to let it all hang out. What a life. I wish we could live like that too sometimes. Just be free. I know. Well, and when I... it's all out there, you don't have to worry about what your body looks like because it's out there. You can't, do, you can't hide it. You know, Just accept it and embrace yourself. I know. I, I, just, I guess that's what those nudist colonies are all about. Yeah, living like dogs. Yeah, but in a good way. I, I, you know, I, you know what? I don't like it when they say, Oh, a man's like a dog. Dogs are better, you know. They're not, well, I don't, you know, I guess because they're like, they'll hump anything. <laughs> dogs are always better. Oh, you know, I wonder if, you know, if Mother Nature would work its course and do her magic, if she would teach them or train them to stop having so many babies so that we wouldn't have this problem. That would be nice. Yeah. You know, the more dogs we have, the more poop we have in the streets. It's a pretty easy equation. And the fact is we're always going to have a little bit of this problem because even in our days, we have all the poop bags and the laws and uh, regulations, but we still have dog shit on every block in San Francisco. You can find one little turd. Oh. Am I right? 
plenty of turds are out there. I've seen so many piles of poop. Not just people don't pick it up. No, people don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Well, they don't give a shit. No pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been in a situation where I ran out of poop bags or I didn't have any. But I have small dogs, so I've been creative and be able to pick them up with leaves. Or I find oh, in San Francisco, I always find some garbage somewhere I can pick it up. Well. I, I think of something that you've said, and it makes me feel better. If I'm in a situation where I can't pick up the poop, I, I do a charity poop. <laughs> right. If you are in a situation where you can't pick up the poop, then you pick up an extra poop next time. Yeah, you taught me that. It's charity poop. Exactly. <laughs> it's, your, it's your karma poop. Yeah, and you know, you don't even have to have a charity poop. Like, if you have an extra bag and you see poop there, you know, what's the big deal? I mean, sometimes I do it, you know, I do, but sometimes I'm just like, I can't pick up that poop right now. I'm not going to do a charity poop. Fuck it. I, and, I, and, I, and I feel guilty. So dog poop lying around the streets is a problem everywhere in the world, in every city. And there, sometimes there are different efforts trying to fight this. And I found a, a quite interesting example from Barcelona in Spain, uh, where there was so much dog poop in the streets, like it was driving all the people crazy. And they were like, okay, how do we battle this? How do we make people pick up their poop? You know, it's easy to say, oh, you'll get a fine if you don't pick it up. But that means you have to ca- catch the person in the moment when they don't pick it up. So, you know, that's not going to happen. So what they did, listen to this. I'm listening. They made people get the DNA of the dog when they went to the vet. And then when they go around the city uh, picking up dog poops, they will DNA test the dog poop and match it to the dog. And they will send a fine to the pet owner's address. Shut up. Is this happening now? No, it's not happening now. They're not enforcing it anymore. But it was an experiment that they tried. You know, they had a couple of uh, people that that they like brought in and did the DNA test. Just like a small, you know, test group. Uh, But I think they decided it was too, like... costful and too difficult you know to or even getting people to uh, approve letting them take the dna from the dog and right you know it didn't work out but i thought it was a fun idea that is fascinating that is a fan idea fun idea i mean it's just but you know um it kind of like that's kind of like almost public shaming too like we got you you know what they but you know what they do here in in san francisco and i'm probably in many cities they do shaming so with videos um, people have you know videos on their front porch with with their doorbells and everything, so they'll catch glimpses of people who don't pick up poop, and oh. they post it on Nextdoor. This person didn't pick up their poop, and they they show the person. Oh, and then they like public shaming yeah. in the community. Yes, yeah, I love it. I know, isn't that funny? That's the fucking Karens that are doing this. This Karens, Karen those this. are Karens. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like if somebody, if a dog plops a poop right in the middle of the sidewalk, that's just not, and you don't, you just don't bother to picking up. That's just that really not cool. Yeah, and it get you know what the problem that I have with that is it gives the dogs a bad bad name and not the humans. I mean the humans get a bad name, but it's like it, you know people start you know a lot of people start hating on dogs too, and it's you know it's, it's the humans' responsibility to pick up the fucking poop. The dog doesn't gonna pick up his poop. We know that the dogs are gonna get the bad rap, not the humans. This is always how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, pick up the poop for the dogs. For the dogs. And I think with that sentiment, it's time to wrap it up. Okay. And don't forget, 
Um, we need all the help you can give us because we're just a two gal show here um, and we're really running low on funds right now like yes seriously we really are and poop bags are not for free not when you're using them at the uh, bigger quantity that we are like we're spending so much money just on pee pads and poop bags yeah you know and we really need to spend the money on the veterinary costs for the dogs and the legal fees for running a 501c3 nonprofit organization uh, yeah, we need all the help. Yeah, so if you want to put your plus in the world and make a little mark, and you, but you don't have the time and you can't start a dog, your own dog rescue, we'll do it for you. Your donations are tax-free dollars, and um, it goes to a good cause. So www.fairytalesdogrescue.com. Ciao. Bye. I know it looks like dog napping behavior, but trust me, Dad, I'm this furry guy's savior. Trapped up in the tower with only Bitsy to nuzzle? Champion is like a way better Rapunzel. And it's not like I took him, if anything, he took me. He took my breath away when he was taking a pee. With side, this is probably against the law. That's just a tiny flaw. Son, you can't have a dog. Let me keep this dog and I will never not walk him. I know that's a double negative, but I'm smart. And I take him to the veterinarian when he's ill. I'll get some peanut butter to help him swallow his pill. Right now, he's a lap dog in the lap of luxury but he shouldn't be cooped up he should be out there running free look at his eyes can't you see that he's sad man i'll clean up his poops you can call me mr Baghands. mr Baghands. when he poops i'll pick it up you'll pick it up i'll pick it up when he poops i'll pick it up no, i will i love that dog. son we gotta think about the consequence what if we are sent to doggy jail for this can't keep this dog papa i believe this puppy's heaven sent I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. When he poops, I'll pick it up. Not that it matters, but no, you won't. Son, we gotta think about the consequence. What if we are sent to doggy jail for this? Can't keep this down. Papa, I believe this puppy's heaven sent. I promise to pick up his every excrement. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. We're not keeping the dog.